Okay, and I think <clears throat> we should be recording. Awesome. Then I can edit this out. Okay. <laughs> so welcome, Christina. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. Welcome, you guys, to episode number 17. That's my lucky number. Is it? That's my lucky number, yeah. Perfect. It was fate. It was, yeah. <laughs> Episode number 17 of the Bikini Things podcast. Um, I'm really, really excited for today's episode. I have with me Christina Crandall, who is a makeup artist based out of San Diego, California, and she specializes in competition makeup. Um, she has a really amazing Instagram page with a lot of the looks that she does and, and looks that she does on herself. And she is the founder of Crystal Cosmetics. Hi. Thank you, Laura, for having me. Thank you for joining me. No, I'm really excited. Yes. Yeah, I, I was really excited when you said you wanted to do this. Um, you did my makeup for Olympia last week, and that was awesome. It was. I felt super glam all day, and all I had to do was, like, touch up a little powder at night, and I was, like, perfect. You know, I saw the selfie that you posted. <laughs> you look so good. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. No, I'm. it was it was really exciting because I wanted you to do my makeup for a while. I know a lot of my friends have had you do their makeup for shows, and I think the timing just like never lined up or like I had a, you know, girlfriend or someone do it for me the right. past times I competed. So yeah. it was awesome. No, thank you for reaching out to me. I love doing, you know, and I did your makeup for the expo. So it wasn't stage makeup, but mm -hmm. I love doing expo makeup because it's something different. It's not always like a yeah. glitter smoky eye. So. Yeah. And I just felt super pretty and like put together all day. And then I barely needed any touch up. It was perfect. I appreciate that. Perfect. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm super excited to have you here today. Um, I figure, you know, we'll talk about all kinds of stuff, but definitely I want to pick your brain on makeup and how you got your start and any tips for competitors and yeah. And how to know that they're going with like a, a look that's appropriate for them. Maybe if, you know, they're not in San Diego and they can't have you do their makeup. Right. Well, last week when, when I met up with you and you're doing my makeup, as you said, you're self-taught. Yes, I am self-taught. So, um, you know, back in the day before there was ever a YouTube channel or um, any sort of Instagram, MySpace, nothing uh, was there to show me like what to do. I just always like would gravitate towards my mom's makeup bag and I would, um, I would just pull out her like eyeliner pencils and like, you know, it was the early nineties. So we had blue pencils, yes. you know, frosted everything. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so like I would just draw on my face and I would literally, you know, she would come home from work and I'd have like a leopard on my face and I don't know, it somehow just escalated to, I would try new things. Like I would go buy the green eyeshadow from the com convenience store and just put green all over my entire eye. And when I look back at those photos, I was like, oh my goodness. But, um, you know, it just really pushed me into like learning new things, um, learning what looks good on someone, learning what doesn't look good on someone. And it all started with what didn't look good on me. I was like, okay, I'm not gonna do that anymore. Mm -hmm. But um, it just progressed like my whole childhood to my teenage. And I was like really one of the only people who like, that I can really think of in high school that pushed like the makeup boundaries. Like I would show up with like maroon on my eyes for uh -huh. team spirit days. So like, you know, it's definitely, I've evolved as a makeup artist since, um, you know, social media has become a thing. You, 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 uh, see things and you, you push yourself, mm -hmm. um, into new limits. But yeah, self-taught was definitely just from like digging in from day one to my mom's makeup bag. Mm -hmm. That's so awesome. So, uh, how old were you when you started getting into makeup or? Um, I would say I had to have been maybe around 11. 11. 11. Yeah. Oh, nice. That was like the first time like I ever, and my mom, um, she was never like, yeah, use my makeup. I just thought it would always sneak when she was at work. And I think um, once I put some mascara on, I felt so like, I am the best thing that ever walked the planet. So I think once I put some mascara on, I was like, okay, like this is, this is where my life's supposed to go. Uh -huh. So, um, yeah, about 11 years old and started doing like Halloween looks very early and just kept pushing myself and it led into somebody, you know, my first paying client was someone who just saw me do my makeup every day and asked if I would do theirs and charge them $20 cause I didn't know what to charge them. So yeah. that was how I got my first client. Just someone who saw that I did my own makeup. Mm -hmm. So, so how did you, I mean, you would experiment with, you know, your mom's makeup bag and stuff, but what did, I guess from age 11 to getting your, your first paid client, like what did that look like? Or 
how did you, you know, without, without YouTube or without so much available online or social media, like how did you go about figuring out things that you didn't know? Honestly, Laura, I just walked around ugly a lot. Like I just really, I look at photos and I mean, I'll have to show you some. I would do, so in um, the makeup artist community, the colors that we put between your crease and your brow bone, they're called transition colors. Mm -hmm. And it's what makes the colors blend together. Okay. Uh, that's how you fix your errors and, and stuff like that in uh, eyeshadow. And I would literally go from light green to dark green all the way up just as a, like as a transition you know uh -huh. so I, the dark green would be in my be crease very bold. yeah so it would be in my <laughs> crease like it you know i i had the concept of things so i just evolved with the concept so once like you know and i and and i was 14 when i of the green eyeshadow look i'm thinking of so like at 14 years old with no youtube myspace just had become a thing uh, that was cool. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. To have like three different color greens on your lid. Mm -hmm. But um, just knowing like the basis of things and, and um, everything, eventually like I stopped being so, I was a little punk rock as like a mm -hmm. child. So that's why I use bold colors. But more into my like later high school years, I wanted to be more of a girly girl. So that's when I started using like neutral colors. Mm -hmm. And I think that's when I started picking up like people noticing me more. And mm -hmm. so when I... I believe I was still in high school and someone I was 17 years old and someone asked me like can you do my makeup for New Year's Eve uh -huh. so that's when um, I got my first paying client so, awesome and that's amazing yeah I just took off from there I, I posted it on uh, Facebook was around then so I, I posted on my Facebook I was like I did makeup for New Year's Eve it's still on there to this day and um, my clientele just kind of took off on accident really it's kind of how my whole clientele is taken off is just that's really cool yeah. that's amazing that's amazing yeah and for I don't know for someone like me where I love makeup and I have kind of similar background where I think I got interested in makeup when the Spice Girls were still a thing right. and I would want to put on like glitter and everything crazy right but I definitely don't feel like I'm anywhere near the skill level I would like to be yeah how did you teach yourself some of those sort of more um precise techniques or um you know sort of almost like brushwork or things like that that right. especially without youtube would be kind of hard to know so um i actually am not even with youtube nowadays i'm i'm not really great at watching videos my add is just far too thick um so i would see photos of um like photos when you would Google makeup, like mm -hmm. eyeshadow. I would see photos of like a cut crease or, you know, anything that I hadn't done before. And I was like, okay, well, let me figure out how to do that. Mm -hmm. And so I really learned from, I would search different eyeshadow looks. Um, I would like have my friends who were Giants fans, like San Francisco Giants fans. I would have them come over and I would do like an orange cut crease on them. And, mm -hmm. and I would just figure it out. And, um, it definitely took time and I would say I evolved more so when, um, m you know, my best friend is also a makeup artist and she, she was self-taught as well. And I would see what she would do and, and vice versa. And I think that we traded, you know, our secrets together. And I think that's like how we evolved as makeup artists together. So, um, just really, I'm a very visual person. Yeah. Like, um, I, I see it and I want to create it and it might not look right, but I'll keep doing it until it looks right. So I, I keep finding my own techniques that make me achieve the end result. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. That's awesome. And then so at the ripe old age of 17, mm -hmm. you're getting paid makeup clients. I mean, $20 is $20 at 17. I mean, 17 $20, $20 is like good. Yeah, that's I was like, able that's to like go a buy night another, out. another three eyeshadow palettes from, yeah. from CVS. Yeah, or like back then, it's like, oh, I could go buy a product from Sephora maybe. It, well, no, $20 still back then was like... <laughs> without tax. Without tax. Yeah, without tax. That's exactly right. You could buy one product. And what's funny is like... Um, you know, I grew up as a very big tomboy. I played sports the majority of my life. So, like, it was so weird to have these two sides of me, like, this glam side, like, this person that wanted to be glam, but also is very athletic, and it was hard to, like, balance it. So, I really didn't know about Sephora. Um, mm -hmm. You know, God, I don't think I knew about Sephora until, you know, after my first client. I knew about MAC always, and, um, you know, at, at 15 years old, I was going to the MAC counter, and I – 
I made friends with this one girl who worked there and I just looked up to her and I would just go there to have her do my makeup and mm-hmm. and she kind of just would talk to me about you know you know makeup and why she loves it I was like okay this is cool this is what I want to do so I knew about Mac always but I didn't know about a lot of other um, brands um, I, I really used drugstore makeup when I first started and I mean honestly like everyone looked put together so I mean I always tell people like don't just because you can't afford Mac or you can't afford like makeup forever or um, you know other brands don't feel like drugstore makeup can't do it for you yeah so and and that's another thing is like drugstore makeup is fine it's just I I'm very big on chemicals I put on people's faces so that's the only thing I tell people to look out for when it comes to like drugstore makeup is like what chemicals are in your foundation um eyeshadow it's kind of whatever you don't really have that many pores on your Mm -hmm. eyelids so it's not that big of a deal same with your lips Mm -hmm. but um for your skin like in remaining healthy it's really important to see like what products you're putting onto your skin so there's some companies that got it right Mm -hmm. but um some companies that are just like okay here's some cheap foundation like you know so always look out for what you're putting on your skin because in order for makeup to, you know, really shine, you want that good foundation. Yeah. That good skin foundation. Totally. Yeah. That's a great point. Yeah, I should probably be switching up my foundation, to be honest. Honestly, <laughs> switching up your foundation is also just good in general every once in a while because your skin starts to get used to it. Yeah. And, you know, there's certain certain times your skin's like, okay, I've had enough of this product, and you'll realize you're starting to break out from the yeah. same product over yeah. and over again. So I always switch it up between, you know, three or four. That um, you like. Yeah. Cool. That's awesome. No, and I'm so, for me, I'm so breakout prone with the gym. Like, if I don't wash my face immediately after I work out, I, I break out. It's like, even at, mm-hmm. you know, now being 30, I'm so over it. So I'm, I'm 32. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, I'm 30 also. <laughs> I'm not trying to put two more years on my life. Um, so, like, people who are, um, you know, breakout prone, I always say wash your face before the gym. Don't yeah. go into the gym with makeup because yeah. when you're sweating, your pores are opening. And, um all that makeup is just you know go in. going Oof. in and finding yeah. its way in there. Um, also, for people who are breakout prone, there is something called non-comedogenic, and it's um, it's makeup. Well, it's anything that doesn't clog care, your pores. Right? Yeah. Yes, so it's skincare. Um, there are certain makeups that are non-comedogenic, which you know NARS is a really good foundation that's non-comedogenic, um, but. I always say, even though it's non-comedogenic, if you're still wearing it to the gym, if you're still wearing it to bed, it's yeah. it's making your pores not being able to breathe. And when they feel like they can't breathe, they want to sweat. Like they want to yeah. just like purge. Yes. Yeah. yes. Yeah. So that will also make people break out. Um, so it's just like you got to find your skin's balance. Yeah, and, that totally makes sense. And that's really like, you know, having good skin is just really important to, you know, wearing makeup and I don't wear makeup every day because I, you know, longevity of your skin. Yeah. I want, I'm trying to look. Yeah, you have great skin. Thank you. you I'm skin. trying to look 30 until I'm 50 and then like I'll maybe age to 31. Yeah. yeah. My goal is like, yeah, I want to, I want to look like 24, 25 as long as I can. Yeah. Because usually right now people will tell me there's that they're surprised when I say I'm 30 and I'm like, yes, all right, like, I'm on the right, I'm exactly. on the right trend. Yeah. That's what I'm, I'm still getting that. But someone let me in the bar the other day without my ID, and I was oh, like, "That's rude." rude. Yeah. I was like, "I don't have How my dare ID. You. yeah." I was like, "I don't have my ID with me. You're gonna let me in? I could literally be 19 right now." So, um, but yeah. How dare you assume my age? <laughs> but yeah, so um, just uh, taking care of the skin is really important, and I don't disagree with drugstore makeup at all. I know um, some makeup artists in this industry do use um, like Maybelline Fit Me on their clients and stuff like that. And I think it's fine for like a day's use. I just mm-hmm. um, long, like longevity wise, you just want to be careful. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. That's actually one that I have. I have a couple. Yeah. I should get rid of that one. Well, I <laughs> mean, yeah. If, if it's something like um, you want to like switch up because I know they have a matte one too. And actually this makeup artist in San Diego, she really loves it. And I know she uses it for her brides and stuff. Um, and I think it really – think it gives really good coverage i just think longevity wise is something that you want to be careful with i think if you're wearing it for the day or if you're a new makeup artist trying to start your kit you 
I started my makeup foundation kit with BH Cosmetics Foundation, and I apologize to all my clients who had to wear that because it was terrible for the skin, but the um, foundation was literally $2 a bottle, mm -hmm. and um, they, they had like a 65% off sale, and I was like, $2.60? I'm buying every shade. So that's actually how I started um, my foundation kit was by cheap makeup. So mm -hmm. um, now I use higher end brands because as um, as a consumer, I would want someone to use it on me. Mm -hmm. And so my clients, you know, they, they do pay for my service. And I feel like with the amount that they pay, they deserve like top, yeah, top line quality makeup. Yeah. Yeah. yeah all the stuff you use is like amazing i'm just like taking mental notes when i when i'm looking at it i know my grandma says i could have bought three houses by now but instead i've just bought makeup but i mean it's like thinking about it it's amazing it's like you've you've built this really amazing business and presence and you have your own cosmetics line and you're only 30 girl like that's freaking amazing it's crazy i mean it's crazy when people like put it into perspective for me yeah. like that because um, I am an overachiever and sometimes like I'll be sitting there. I'm like, man, I haven't done enough, you know, but when people like tell me like you've done all this, I'm like, okay, I've done a lot, yeah. you know? Yeah. And not that it like, not that I want to stop because I'm that person that's like 24 hours a day is not enough for me to do what I want to do. Um, so I definitely feel blessed that I've had the opportunities that I've had. And I always feel like it's always on accident. Like I, I accidentally stumbled into the fitness industry. Um, I, you know, I, um, the fitness industry has like been my biggest blessing as far as freedom comes um, with my career. I, until I was 27, I worked many jobs. I was a, a server, a bartender. I managed a hair salon and did hair on top of like taking makeup clients because it was never enough income to support mm -hmm. my lifestyle. Um, but as soon as the fitness industry came into my life, you know, I, I did one girl and she took third place and she worked out at um, Worlds here in San Diego. And mm -hmm. I didn't realize how many competitors yes. there are at Worlds Gym. That's such a well-known bodybuilding gym. Yes. Yeah. So um, she went back and everyone asked who did her makeup and my name kind of just flew out there. And so um, I started getting clients like, I started getting clients like maybe every, you know, every show, but maybe one or two. Mm -hmm. So like it wasn't crazy at first. And um, I don't know, somewhere around um, a national show I did, the people's makeup that I did at the national show was recognized by people from other states. And oh. um, that's kind of where everything changed for me. And I was able to quit bartending able to quit the salon wow. and um start crystal cosmetics so that's amazing yeah like the fitness industry really is just like a blessing in disguise mm -hmm. and you know for the most part like you know my clients have valued my work and um you know they've paid me very well they've you know tipped me very well and i just think with that all my freedom and like i always will think the fitness industry for like giving me the freedom for my career and to branch out into Cristal Cosmetics. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. So, so when was that national show and kind of what, you know, what had you been doing prior to that with makeup or how were you trying to grow your business prior to sort of getting some notoriety? Okay. So trying to keep a long story short, um, I had, <laughs> you moved, can go as long okay. as you want. <laughs> I had moved to San Diego originally when I was, um, 18 years old, but I moved home for a very short period of time. I believe it was a year and a half when I was 23 and a half. So I stayed from 23 and a half to 25 in the Bay Area. Um, and I, my career up there was going very, very well. Like I was doing a lot of bridal work. I'm from the Bay Area. So um, the people that I had went to high school with at that point were all getting married, having children. Um, and so it was very easy for my name to spread like wildfire because they knew me from high school. Mm -hmm. So they hired me. And and so I just did a lot of weddings and a lot of um, 
baby showers and stuff like that. And I actually had a little business up there in the nightlife industry in San Francisco where I would do, you know, the theatrical makeup for go-go dancers. Very cool. Yeah. So I had a, I had a pretty successful life up there, but I met someone um, back down in San Diego and I moved back to San Diego to be with them. And I kind of was a little bit lost when I first moved back here because I went, I left my businesses up there and I was not making that much money working at the salon and I had to, you know, get another job bartending. So I was a little lost at what I wanted to do. It was kind of hard to find clientele here. Um, I was living in East County at the time, which is kind of more like everyone knows each other, kind of how I was in the Bay Area. Everyone knew me already. Mm -hmm. So I felt like the makeup artists that were successful out here kind of, they were, they've been here always in San Diego. So um it was it was very hard for me I would I would get some clients of course Mm -hmm. but it was nowhere near like what I needed to you know not work my other jobs Mm -hmm. and I think when when it was about four years ago now where I had from I had my first client and about three and a half years ago to where I had that national show um to where everything took off and it was like a really strange place in my life to be like, I was making a lot of money and then I was like not making like much money at all. And to like have to overcome that like feeling of defeat, I think was the toughest thing. But I always knew that no matter what, like I wanted to do makeup. So I knew that like being broke would be fine as long as like I just did makeup. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not with the person anymore that I moved down with, but I really believe their sole purpose in my life was to bring me back here yeah. because otherwise, um, I probably wouldn't be as successful as I am because I really found like a, like a niche, like a, an industry that like has really accepted me and I've had so much fun in the fitness industry. I've met so many of my like close friends, Kasha, who did your last mm-hmm. episode. Yeah. Like, I mean, I love her. She's amazing. Yeah. From the moment I met her, I was like, Hey, we're going to be best friends for life. I don't care that you're seven years <laughs> younger than me. Like, um, she's such an old soul. So like, yeah, I've just met, she's, she's amazing. Yeah, yeah. So I've just met some of my best friends, um, just from doing makeup and I've had amazing travels, um, you know, for national shows, I, you know, going and following the pros to like, random places I'd never been before like Utah I was like why am I going to Utah but it's like literally <laughs> like I had it makes so, sense <laughs> yeah I had so much fun and and to be able to travel for a living and see different places and different things like it's been such a blessing mm-hmm. that's yeah. so cool yeah and so I mean that's I mean number one that's amazing that fitness has brought you all of these things that you've wanted for yourself yeah um, I guess what was that time like you know because you said things would be okay even if you're broke as long as you're doing makeup like what was what was your day-to-day like or what was your life like at that time and how did you just keep yourself motivated to keep sort of persevering yeah I honestly Laura it's really hard like I was uh it's like you know it's always hard for somebody like me who has that entrepreneur like that entrepreneur mindset to have a setback Um, And I believe I felt like moving here was a setback. Um, Moving back here was a setback because um, like it was just such a, for me, it was like such a process of losing, not losing, but giving up my clientele um, to come here and like have to rebuild. So that day-to-day life for me was, okay, so it was almost repetitive. Okay, just get up and go to work and come back and do it again. Like, get up, go to work and come back and do it again. And, you know, I, I did meet some lifelong clients at the salon that I worked at, um, for makeup, even though it was more of a hair salon. Mm -hmm. Um, but they all believed in me and I think just word of mouth, um, even for them, you know, I majority do competition makeup, but they'll always hit me up for their birthday or, um, you know, little events. But I think more than anything, just like I'm a persistent person. Like I just knew that one day it would work. And if it Mm -hmm. didn't, then like I was going to keep working until it did. Yeah. So, um, I always faithfully post on social media. I'm not as good these days because I'm definitely more busy, um, these days, 
uh, I was posting like three times a day. I'm sure it annoyed some people, but yeah, yeah that's how I kind of like built yeah. my brand was like, okay, I did this today. I did this today. So um, just constantly, I was constantly on social media. Like mm-hmm. this is what I do. And I was just really in people's faces. Like, do you want me or not? <laughs> yeah, no, that's, a, that's amazing. And um, you know, if you think about the timing of things too, probably when you were first getting your start, Instagram was probably just yeah. becoming a thing or it probably, you know, just been developed. Right. And that's pretty true. I, I would say, um, you know, gosh, I, I moved back at 25. So it's been five years now that I've been back. Um, and I've had an Instagram, when was I 25? How, what year was that? Oh, I just know that Instagram became a thing. Yeah. I feel like around like 2011. 2012 is when I got an Instagram. Like, yeah. yeah. So I got an Instagram in 2012 and I posted pictures of my cat. So, you know, (laughs) I didn't know what I was doing then. Um, But, you know, um, as Instagram evolved and you were able to do more things on it other than just like posts, like you weren't, you, I don't know if anyone remembers this, but you weren't able to post a photo from your photo album. You had to take the picture on Instagram and then post it. So it wasn't like you could um, just have taken a photo from another mm-hmm. day and post it or like edit it yeah, yeah. <laughs> edit it you could, terms, throw, yeah. you could just throw on those like filters. Those filters and i'm like back and i was like ooh, Ugh, those filters did filters. not help me <laughs> <laughs> and it was such a different time with makeup too like like instagram really evolved the makeup game because someone always always pushed the boundaries and then like the bigger makeup brands would pick up those trends and I was like, okay, so I need thick brows now. So, you know, I look back at my brows from like 2013 and 14. I'm just like, Christina, what were you doing? But yeah, so, um, you know, with the evolution of Instagram and I'm not, I'm not a big Facebook person because it's more people go on like Facebook to vent about their lives. And like, I feel like people use their Instagram to like, you know, either show off their life, but like more so I feel like more business minded people use Instagram. It's like a, a way to show a picture and like a lifestyle versus like Starbucks didn't have my flavor coffee this morning. <laughs> like that's how or I feel. Here's, here's a long political rant that nobody yes, wants to read. <laughs> I've literally not logged on to Facebook in a year. So yeah, yeah, I haven't either. No, and I, I completely agree with you too, because now it's like there's all these built in tools where you can link to something, you know, you can link to your website where people can book you or something like that or to your cosmetics. Right. That's actually very true. And like my, I, I didn't realize this for years. Um, for years I had people tell me like, get a website, Christina. And I would be like, no, like people still message me on Instagram. It's fine. But the moment that I got a a website, like I just got so much business, like I didn't know what to do with it. Mm -hmm. So getting a website is very important. People are still old school, no matter how new school the, the social brands come, and they still want a website. They, they A website is like a brick and mortar business for an entrepreneur. So people still want to see your place of business mm-hmm. is what I've really come to find. And yes, some people will email me from the direct link on my Instagram Um but a lot of people will go to my website first. Um, mm-hmm. It's a way to show that you're legitimate. It's a way to show that, you know, you are a, an, an official business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or just, you know, if people want something as simple as like, what's your contact info? Right. Or can I buy something that you're showing me? Right. Or, you right. know, or yeah. whatever it is. That's very true. Yeah. That's amazing. And then, um, this is going back a little bit, but so you kind of said you got into fitness makeup by accident. Yeah. So when you're doing your, you know, your first client or a couple clients, like how did you figure out or decide what types of makeup looks you wanted to do for these girls who are competing in bikini competitions? Because even then too, I think, you know, at that time, bikini was a pretty new category. Right. Um, It's evolved a lot. A lot. Yeah. (laughs) So um, my first client, Kelly Clancy, she doesn't compete anymore, but um super sweet girl had a very like soft gentle spirit about her so like I didn't want to she don't she doesn't really wear a ton of makeup in her day-to-day life and you always want to respect what the client wants um so her her coach is actually who contacted me and was like do you know how to do stage makeup and I was like I mean I <laughs> I mean yeah I, I've done a lot of things for photo shoots like stage you're asking me if I know how to work with lighting pretty mm-hmm. much yeah and so I was like I've never done 
um, a bikini competitor, but I have worked with a lot of lighting and um, video. I, I know how to, like, I know what, what to do and what not to do for, mm -hmm. for lighting purposes. And she actually made me do a trial run on Kelly and Kelly came over to my place and we literally like just spent two hours just like chumming it up and um, she loved her makeup. And I think for her, you know, glitter eyelids weren't that much of a thing yet, but I did like a shimmer, like a pop of mm -hmm. shimmer. And I actually know what I used on her to this day. I used the color. It's a pigment from MAC Cosmetics called Tan. And it's like this beautiful bronzy shimmer. So it's not over the top, but like you're still going to glisten. So um, I used that on her and I just gave her a smoky look. And I made her face, you know, highlighted in the right areas, contoured in the right areas. And she loved it. Definitely a different look than she's used to. Mm -hmm. But um we decided to go through with the um, show day and um, she did well and we uh, we just we just did the thing after that we literally she was my client a few more times for stage after that and um, yeah she's just a, she always she always knows that I think of her as like my my first like my yeah. I call her my OG client oh that's yeah awesome. she's my OG that's awesome yeah and then from there, how did you evolve the looks you were doing? Right. How did you how did you learn more about it? Or I just honestly like I just BS the whole situation yeah. to be honest. <laughs> like um, people like people that were more like into makeup already, they would come um, and they'd be like, "Okay, make me look like the most glamorous queen ever." And gosh, I don't think I started using glitter on people's eyes until maybe like. A year into it mm -hmm. um everything was kind of like shimmer based like I'd always use like a really pretty shimmer or um, I've actually had people come to me and be like don't put black on my eye at all and I think that some people have had very bad experiences where makeup artists think that you take you can take black all the way up to the brow bone and it's gonna look oh, good gosh. so and some people have smaller eyes so people have been afraid coming to me before and um I just think that people I guess me pushing the boundaries would be my clients and their open their openness to like how dramatic they want to look now I would still say that I'm very I'm more one of the more calm makeup artists when it comes to like um stage glam I don't really I would never put some sort of glitters like I, I can't I still can't put a green glitter on stage for whatever reason on the eyes mm -hmm. I just can't it's just who I am as a makeup artist um I a lot I'm eye very eye. like yeah. neutral like um, when it comes to glitter so I love silvers golds like uh beiges like champagne colors mm -hmm. um bronzy glitters so like I think that's like my signature thing out of like um, the other makeup artists that work in the industry. Like they do all do an amazing job and, and you know, they can make a green glitter eye look really good. I just, for me, I just, for some reason, it's not who I am. And my clients, I like the clients that I have, like I attract them because they like my, my work. Um, so it's, it's, we, we, me and my clients, like we mesh and, other clients go other places because they see other things in other makeup artists. And like, that's the cool thing about makeup artistry is it's, it's subjective. It's mm -hmm. not, it's not black and white. Um, I push the boundaries, like, you know, in other places, I'm like, okay, we're going to highlight your nose and we're going to like, I love doing like a beautiful, like under smoky eye. And, um, I love doing dark lips on stage. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people still to this day will like be wearing pink on stage, but I'm like, I'll put a vampy smoky lip on you um and i think that my clients just nowadays um i've actually really never had that many people i would say maybe two in this entire time that have come to me and like with a look um people sit in my chair and they said just do you mm -hmm. so i just have really had the freedom to be who i wanted to be yeah. as an artist that's amazing yeah and i've never had someone be like I hate it. So oh gosh, yeah, I've never had that. So I feel really lucky because, um, if that were the case, you know, it's like a rewind process. You'd have to figure out what went wrong and how yeah. to fix it. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever been in a position where someone's asked you for something you didn't want to do? Yes, yeah. uh, several times. How like, do you handle that? 
I'm very blunt. Yeah. I'm very blunt. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm sorry, I won't do that. Yeah. Um, like I've had people ask me to put rhinestone eyelashes on them for stage. Oh. Yeah. So um, it will be like um, rhinestones that are across the strip of the lashes and I just won't do it. Uh -huh. um, and they've literally gone to another artist and, that did it for them after. So it's like, that's fine. It's just for me, everything is a reflection of what I, who I am and what I do. And I want to be very true to myself. And if I put that on you and someone goes, Ooh, who did that to you? And then you tell them Your it was me. Yeah. yeah. It's just not, um, I believe that everyone should wear and do and look how they want. And, and, um, I'm a, I'm for it, but it's from a business standpoint, if there's certain things I don't agree with, I won't do them just because I don't want to be known as someone who, who does some, does something you're like okay. that. Sorry. That was me. No, you're okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just, I definitely feel like, um, like I said, makeup is very subjective. Everyone's allowed to do and um, wear what they want. If you look at my Instagram photos, I have some crazy stuff on there with like, even the photo you posted, it's a, like a pink red eyeshadow with um, lip gloss on my lids to make it look like a wet look. Mm -hmm. It's all, makeup's all about artistic creation and, and expressing yourself. I just, for some reason on stage, I'm like, okay, we gonna, we gonna make you look beautiful and put together, mm -hmm. but not over the top. Yeah. Cause well, I, I think that's like, that's what usually does well. And that's what looks mm -hmm. good. Like I don't really see girls doing green sparkly eyeshadow. Yeah. And, and you know, there's, there's girls that I've seen that have done like green eyeshadow, blue eyeshadow. They still take first place, but their bodies are undeniably like the only thing that you can look at, you know? Um, if they've been in the gym for years, they've been on the show stage for years and um, just getting to know the judges of like muscle contest better and, and um, spectrum. They just want you to look overall put together. They don't want you to do over the top stage makeup. They just want you to look very neat and like put, finish the look. Yeah. It's like a finish. It's yeah. like a, Whenever people come to my chair and they're tired, you know, they just went through, you know, 16 weeks, some, some 20 week preps and they're just tired. They went through peak week and they, they see themselves with the makeup on for the first time. Cause you know, like you don't go put makeup on every day when you're in prep. It's too much. You got people got school, work, um, kids, mm -hmm. husbands. Um, it's just crazy how much these girls they have to do and they still go through a prep and you put the makeup on them and they're like yes that is what I needed <laughs> yeah. that is exactly what I needed to feel like I'm ready to step on stage and take first place you know yeah. and I've had a lot of winners like I totally I just have had so like I mean yes they did the most <laughs> they did the most um but I mean their overall looks I feel like that I feel like me and my clients are teammates you know just like they're their hair girls part of their team and their tan their tan girls a part of their team and it's just really important to have the right team for you I feel like so I just feel I'm I'm a stage mom to the fullest so when I see my girls up there I'm like that's my baby Whoa. yeah so um I just think that I'm definitely very bold about what I want and I don't want and I I will be very vocal if yeah. I don't want to do something on you. Yeah. And you don't seem like a shrinking violet at all. Mm -mm. Like <laughs> No. Um, there's things that I will lessen about myself for sure. Like if someone doesn't want like a glitter smoky eye, I can lessen what I do, but I'm not going to overdo what I do. Yeah. Cause I feel like there's a fine line that I don't want to cross. Yeah. And yeah. even then it's, it's still kind of a lot of makeup that you need because it's like you're on stage. Mm -hmm. The lights will wash you out if you don't 100%. have enough makeup on. 100%. Um, and yeah, it's like they still want you to look put together and feminine and pretty and sexy, but it's not, you know, you don't want to look like a clown. You don't want right. to have crazy colors. It's just, it's more of like a subtle. Yeah, I got a lot of flashback for like a little video I did with um, with uh, my friend Tiffany. Um she we we did a red lipstick video and like when to wear red and when not to wear red and you know some people weren't too excited that i was like oh don't wear red with this suit color yeah but um in an explanation of that um i'm very big on the color wheel like i i'm yes. an ex, i'm a cosmetologist um 
you learn about the color wheel and you learn about what complements another color and you and you learn what contrasts with another color. So I'm I'm about complementing. I'm not about like the contrast. I don't want anything to fight for the attention. So you have to remember as an athlete, you're here to mostly show your body. You mm-hmm. want to show off the hard work that you put on. When you put a, a bright red lipstick, like an orange red lipstick on with an orange red suit, I don't know what to look at. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it, it can be like, you, you don't want to catch the wrong attention from the judges. You don't want to be like, it's oh, like competing for Yeah, it's like competing for attention. Body, yes. For and physique. so it's like, that's where I was going for that. But people, I'm not telling people what lipstick color to wear. I'm giving you an option, mm-hmm. you know? And um, there's always deeper reds that you can wear. Um, Jen Ronziti is, you know, even one of my lipsticks is named after her, Ronziti Red. Mm-hmm. And um, she wears her red lipstick, like, to the fullest with her red suit. And she looks beautiful in it. But she wears a deeper red. Mm-hmm. And it's not, like, a bright red that's fighting for attention so she um she really can like rock it well and it's put together and her suit's also a deeper red so it's not like fighting for each other um there's ways to wear red there's way you know there's ways to wear um like nude lip colors people still want to wear nude on stage which is completely fine you just have to um what I, i call it escalating the nude so what would be nude to like your skin tone right now mm-hmm. would look like i can't refer to anything other than the dave Chappelle episode when he has the white <laughs> lips so when you're your actual skin tone it's gonna be a you'll, you you would use a lighter nude to complement your skin tone but when you're tan you are going to use um it's still a nude color but it's going to be for a darker skin tone yeah so there's ways to get away with it and the way you line your lips and stuff, but um, it's just, it's all preference. Yeah. It's all preference. Yeah. So for people who aren't familiar with the color wheel or mm-hmm. complementing or contrasting, like what does that look like for different suit colors or how do you kind of go about, you know, sort of picking out the makeup colors you might want based on your right. suit? Because not ev- not everyone is lucky enough to live here in Southern California. Not right. everyone can necessarily book you for their next competition. I'm sad. <laughs> um, I, I, and, you there are know, girls on a budget doing the makeup themselves that's too. true yeah <laughs> and you know um I have people ask those questions all the time um so like um I go by the stones a lot too so on the suit so if your stones are you know more on the silvery blue cool tone side mm-hmm. I do more of a silvery you know um silver tone cooler tone glitter because I don't want it to be like whoa like what happened up in her eyes uh-huh. you know um, and then if they have like more of the reds and the fires and, um, the deep purples, I'll do more of the golds and, okay. you know, deep champagnes, um, things that complement. So if you can understand what cool tone is versus what a warm tone is. So it's basically like, um, a green versus, uh, a green versus a red. Yeah. And or that's like, like cool a, is yes. sort of. I took art classes in elementary yeah, school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the green, blue, purple, yes. and then warm is sort of like getting into the reds, orange, yellow. Yeah, and that's a very basic starting point because, like, it's it's true, yeah. but it's very it's a very basic starting point. And, and anything that can look dingy or ashy, that's mostly cool tone. Um, like that's pretty much like the best way to just to describe it without pointing to like. This if you think cool of like, that's like, warm a, like an ash blonde or something is yes. more of like a white blonde right. versus a yellow blonde. Right. Yeah. An ash blonde would definitely be a white blonde yeah. because you're taking the warmth out of the hair. So um, I always try to compliment, you know, um, I don't ever as a makeup artist use fiery red for stage, but I have used like blue reds. And it's crazy because, you know, we're, we're sitting here talking about um, blue being cool Mm-hmm. Um, and not using that but when you add a blue base to a red lipstick it warms it up in a way I can't explain it doesn't it, it softens the red mm-hmm. so instead of making it like this bright crazy red which is still warm it softens the red and it's still on the warm side because the red overpowers the blue that's inside of it but it cools it down and it makes it softer it makes mm-hmm. it look like a, a Marilyn Monroe red lip versus like a jessica rabbit red lip you know okay yeah like a like a blue red versus the, yes. the orange red yeah so the yeah. orange red is kind of what i stay away from on stage 100 percent of the time and just because it's so bright and the lights hit it and it comes off more pinky red 
okay. than anything. Yeah. So having that blue, it will help balance the look. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I can't, I can't name them off in my head. I mean, Christelle Cosmetics Run ZD Red is a blue red, but there's others that I use from MAC. Um, I, for some reason, just being on the spot, like their names aren't coming to me, but anyone could always ask me what those are. And I have mm -hmm. um, a whole list of blue reds that I created. Mm -hmm. So then based on, like you said, for eyes, you normally like to go for sort of the um, new, or like a neutral, Yeah, it sounds like. And, you know, maybe you're picking up little bits of gold if it's mm -hmm. a warm tone suit right. or maybe a little bit more of a silver if it's a cool tone. Mm -hmm. Besides kind of maybe avoiding the orangey reds, do you have other colors that you love based on like a soup color or an undertone? For eyes? Or, or for, for like lips. Okay. Um, so, you know... I have my set lipsticks that I pretty much use. Um, I love for more of like the nude colors. I love um, Kat Von D's. Um, it's one of her most popular ones. What can I think about right now? I'll come back to that. But I use it to be um, a nude that works with the tan. It looks more of a nude on stage. Um, I use my favorite to use with like green suits, blue suits. Um, purple suits is dose of colors. It's called mood. Um, M O O D. It literally is like this vampy lip that just, it's just such a sexy look to me. And it looks like you're just ready to go up there and walk on the, the catwalk and, um, for reds and greens, as far as, I mean, I'm sorry for reds and, you know, yellow is becoming a popular suit color now. Mm -hmm. And, um, the orange too. Um, you know, I, I do try to stick to more of a neutral with those because mm -hmm. it's just those suits are such attention grabbers Yeah, that I feel like anything else distracts from the suit yeah. in your body. And the suit, the suit is on your body, so it's attracting the judges to your body, you know? Mm -hmm. And they're such loud colors that you don't want to be like, hey, look at this lip color. Yeah. So I try to like do more neutral base. Now, as far as um, eyeshadows go, um, you know, transitions, I always do neutral colors. Um, I don't ever like put a a red or pink in the transition um, or any other kind of crazy color. I do stick to neutrals there depending on like your natural skin tone. It will be darker for some people than others. But um, as a pop of glitter, that's what really brings the color out. And I do stick to gold, silver, champagnes, but they're multidimensional. So like some of my golds have like bronze flecks. Some of my golds have red flecks, you know? Mm -hmm. So like it's a dimension that like, you really can still say like, oh, there's some red in there. It's yeah. just not red glitter, yeah. you know? Um, I think that that's where you get the, the like the boom look sometimes is when we're doing a neutral lip, like I'll be like, okay, so we're going to use a more of a, a, a boom color on your eyelid. And there's certain times, um, one of my clients, Kat, she's um, just a, She's just like, whatever you want to do, Christina. So like I put <laughs> I put this glitter on her one time called Margarita. And it was literally a mixture of pink, silvers, uh, golds, and she felt herself. She was like, Yes, this is what I want with my life. So it really just <laughs> that depends. Pretty. Yeah, it really yeah. is pretty. And I, I think that as long as the glitter's not like overpowering, then I feel like it's fine. I feel like if you know how to shade everything correctly and bring it all together. I'm very big on I don't want any part of my makeup fighting the other part of my makeup. Totally. Yeah. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's it, for the girls who are competing, they put in so much work to your body. Yeah. And your figure, your physique is like, why take away from that? You want the makeup to be this beautiful complement to all the work you've put in and not, you want not it to distract, be your finishing look. not take yeah. away. Yeah. And like you bring said, it all together. Kind yeah. Of. And it's never meant to come across as like a me telling you what to do thing. It's a me like it's helping you yeah. being like, let's not go crazy here. And like, let's, you know, let's bring it down to like a more realistic level where the judges aren't going to be like, what happened, you know? Yeah. And that's really what it's about. Like you work so hard. Don't let the makeup be the reason why, um, don't let the makeup be the reason why you get put out. Like I've seen girls with lashes that are up to their eyebrow mm -hmm. and I've seen, you know, and, and you don't want, I've seen girls get the feedback from the judges, like tone down makeup, you know, and you don't want to get that feedback. Yeah. Cause so, that's so easily under your control, right. like your body. And you know, if you show up to show day a little bloated right. or like, 
you know, a little, a little worn out. Yeah. There's only so much you can do there. Right. Whereas like the, you can, you can nail the makeup. Right. And I think that's something that's so prevalent is just like, could you imagine just going up there with a really good package and then someone telling you like, Hey, you got second place because your makeup, you know, oh, I would yeah. like, if my client, <laughs> if, if my client told me that I was like, I'm so sorry, let me pay for your next show. <laughs> let me apologize to you. But it's just, it's just something that happens. And, you know, there's quite a few makeup artists that are breaking into the fitness industry that, you know, they need to know these things to like for their client's sake. And like most of the makeup artists that are already prevalent in the fitness industry, they know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. So um, I think that it's more so just some newcomers that have yeah. some learning to do. Yeah. Cause it's a, it's a learning process. I look back at like, um, Kelly even, and she's so much, you know, she looks beautiful on stage. It's just, I do it so, I do it so differently now. I've really mm -hmm. evolved into stage makeup. Um, mm -hmm. It's a completely different look. That's so cool. Yeah. 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 And part of the reason too, I just wanted to start this podcast was, um, you know, I love talking about fitness and competing and, and I've made so many good friends doing yeah. it too. And it's like, I just wanted, I love podcast number one. I listen to them constantly. Right. And I just wanted to go have these conversations with people that are in this kind of weird world of bikini competitions or fitness competitions. I know. And Am I your first like non-competitor? <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. No, I had, I've had a couple, I think. I did have one guy that I met doing a, a supplement demo. Awesome. And he lost 130 pounds because he taught himself how to cook. That's crazy. Yeah. And I need to do another one with him because we literally talked for like two hours. Yeah. And he was amazing. I mean, and he's he's only, I want to say, 24 or something. Wow. He's super young. So he lost all this weight. I mean, there are millions of people around America who would love to do the same thing he did. And so we spent that whole time just kind of talking about the process of weight loss. Yeah. But he's a really good cook. He'll make he'll make pizzas that are little chicken crust pizzas and he posts all this stuff on Instagram too. Yeah. Um, his Instagram is poppin Ivan. If you're interested, I know, right. I'm going to go look <laughs> him up right now. Yeah. He makes amazing food. So I want to do a follow up episode with him to just yeah. let's talk all of these amazing meal prep hacks that you have right. and stuff. So I've done, I've done, I'm trying to think of off the top of my head. I'm struggling, but, um, you know, I'm glad that you asked me. I was like, not a competitor I feel honored yeah I just it's like I you know and I sort of knew of you through Mary a little Yay. bit and I'd always wanted you to do my makeup so Aww. um Olympia last week was amazing yeah and I'll, I'll definitely you. have to book you for a show yes um but yeah I just want to have these conversations because there's so many girls oh man <laughs> a little little bit of background noise I know I'm sorry you guys I live downtown <laughs> San Diego so there's ambulances yeah all, all the time yeah you never know this might this might come out with like nothing in the background once I edit it we'll find out <laughs> okay um, <laughs> there was an ambulance 